Hi there. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I call shotgun. And today it is episode 30 of Transformers Cybertron. It is united. This episode was written by Gyo Yamatoya. And the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Optimus got punched into the ground by the massive fist of Mega Starscream, and in this episode we get a brief and completely unnecessary recap from the kids, and then Optimus Prime gets punched into the ground by the massive fist of Mega Starscream. Yep, and he just gets knocked back and skids like two and a half miles and smashes into a rock which knocks Leo Breaker loose, and now over on Cybertron, Hotshot's doing the grunting while shooting at things yes, bit for minutes. Yes. Like, uh, 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 uh. It's like, oh, it, thankfully it's only here. I think it's because the the voice actor, he was rad in Energon, right? So he didn't get to do this before. Oh. So, he, you know, he's, he's just like, guys, it's my turn, right? <laughs> so they're all fighting the scrap metals. They're outnumbered and they realize that they're going to run out of Energon before they run out of scrap metals to shoot. And they all basically agree, well, it's been a pleasure working with you gentlemen and keep on fire. Yep, they're going to go out in a blaze of glory, Scattershot says, and destroy them all, and let Primus sort them out, all that kind of stuff. And the kids are watching this from the base, and Kobe tells Optimus he, he needs to get to Cybertron, and uh, Optimus needs to. And Optimus is like, yeah, what do you think I'm trying to do here, kid? I'm a little busy with Starscream. And he tells Override, Evac, and Leo Breaker to grab the Omega Lock and get to Cybertron. So they head off on the space bridge, and Scourge right away alerts Megatron, hey, the Omega Lock's going that away, bud. And and Megatron has this whole big inner monologue of like, what do I do? And blah, blah, blah. And do I want this and that? And Scourge says, hey, look, do you want to get the Omega Lock or do you want revenge? And Megatron's like, I want to get the Omega Lock. Well, yeah, he even has this bit about how taking that lock will be easy in comparison to fighting Starscream, and which Optimus is already doing. So why not just let those two have it out? And then whoever survives that, it'll be that much easier to... Get the spoils, I think he says. And then I guess because Kobe didn't take time to erase the line he drew on a monitor, the Decepticons use the same space bridge. <laughs> Jet Trier, or Jet Trier, Jet Fire tries to stop them, but it, to no avail. So they all head off to Cybertron while Starscream, uh, he tries to stop them, but gets distracted by the remaining Autobots. Are Starscream's feet nailed in place or something? Because... He doesn't move for this entire episode. He just stands there swinging around and shooting at these guys. But other than that, he doesn't move. But he does use his cyber key. And now instead of two swords, one of them is this huge freaking gun in his arm. But before he can blast Scourge in the ass, because that's what he was aiming at. He, like, he actually lines <laughs> up. But uh, Wingding blasts him in the back. But then when it switches out, Wingding and the other Autobots are all in front of Starscream blasting at him. Yeah, there's some confusing stuff with Wingding. There is, however, a good line from Optimus here. Um, I think it's Vector Prime is like, hey, are you sure we should stay here and fight uh, Starscream? And Optimus says, I trust our crew just like they trust us. And for this Optimus... That is legitimate character growth. That is a good Optimus line right there. And now we, uh, Starscream gets Thunderblast on the phone because she's just out for a swim, I guess, because she's a submarine now. And I guess also because she's the only one with a name. He's the only one he could call. But uh, he tells her what's going on rather calmly for a guy getting shot at and that he needs her to chase after Megatron, who's chasing after the Autobots who have the Omega Lock. And he, don't worry, I'll catch up with you once I'm done with Optimus. 
It's also worth noting that Thunderblast must be swimming around a dozen CCTV uh, cameras because yes. the kids, and this is, I know I've complained about it before, but this episode <laughs> does it really to an annoying degree, mm -hmm. of the kids sitting and watching monitors of stuff that is impossible for them to watch. Because, <laughs> yeah, they're watching her underwater and, and they know her name yeah. and, and they're frustrated that they can only stand here and watch and Optimus starts flying at Starscream but Wing Ding pushes him out of the way he's like let me do it and he just flies in guns a blazing and Starscream just smashes him one but it doesn't really seem to do anything besides knock Wing Ding back a bit well because he flies again I think he transforms here he gets all his guns he cyber keys up and he flies at Starscream again and just gets whooshed away again and then he he's like hey Optimus remember that thing we did on Char and Optimus is like I remember important to know he remembers and <laughs> Yes. But it won't work. Commercial break. Yep. And when we come back, we're on Cybertron and Hotshot wishes the rescue team would hurry up. And Riddler points out, uh, we are the rescue team. But uh, <laughs> no, with the rescue team, the ones on the way, Evac realizes, uh, I think we're being followed. And they really could have put some more effort into the background here, I thought, because it's just this wavy, like psychedelic. Oh, it's weak kind of thing going on but the driving and running transformers just look like they're running on the spot right doesn't look like they're going anywhere it's not even moving i think we i mean we've seen this background before in this series but if i recall it had been moving along in the background a bit of a parallax effect so yeah it looked like the the autobots were moving through space and time like you said here they're just running in place but that doesn't matter because even though Optimus Prime thinks the char plan will not work, Wingding thinks it's a great idea to just run headfirst into him a couple times. <laughs> Before they get to that, though, this reminded me of the Ultimate Doom Part 3, where Skyfire where, is standing there looking back at them, talking to guys behind him, while a barrage of laser fire from off camera keeps flying past him. Because <laughs> Optimus, Infector Prime, and Wingding are just standing there arguing about whatever it is they did back on Char, while Starscream keeps firing at them, and, like, he can't hit anything. And I do like that, you know, we jumped over it, but, like, Wingding runs into Optimus, falls in his butt, and Optimus is like, it's not gonna work, Wingding. He does it again, and yes. Starscream has a fun line where he looks down at them, and he wonders if Wingding is revolting, and he says, well, he is is revolting. Uh, play on words there. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and finally, Wingding spits it out what he's intending. He wants to link with Optimus to fight Starscream, who starts glowing now. And I guess he oh, can... Oh, no, before that, though, Paul, Starscream controls, like, the ground or something. He goes all Captain Planet, <laughs> and the ground rips up, and there's all these boulders which are now in the way between uh, the Autobots and Starscream. And this is when Wingding is like, hey, remember combining? But yeah, I guess Starscream can control these boulders with telekinesis or something. because Professor X throws now. them at Optimus. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and Wingding, and now Wingding thinks it's oh, wait, no, no, no. He wouldn't be Professor X. He would be Jean Grey. Professor X is a telepath. Jean, Gre Jean Grey has telekinesis. I'm pretty sure. Don't at me, nerds, <laughs> says a big old nerd. But yeah, Starscream throws all these rocks at Wingding and Optimus, and now Wingding thinks it's pointless to keep trying, and now Optimus is the one trying to convince him. Yeah, like, <laughs> he convinces right. him for all of like three seconds, and Wingding goes, yeah, you're right. 
Okay, that was easy. Anyway, we go to Leo Breaker Override and Evac, and they're racing along in space. There was a neat uh, reference here. I guess Leo Breaker is a, 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 a Jerry Rafferty fan. Yeah. Because he says, scrap metals <laughs> to the left of me, Decepticons to the right. Here we are, stuck in the middle with the Omega Lock. It doesn't really flow, no. but it was an okay reference. Yeah, and there's a lot of references in this one. And now Thunderblast is here, and she wants to join up with Megatron because he's so brave and handsome and strong. And he's like, all right, fine. But no special treatment. Oh, she's putting the moves on him. Yes. It's like, I need a bot with, like, the shoulders of this. Big strong shoulders. The yeah, universe. Shoulders. And, uh, but, yeah, he's like, all right, fine, but no special treatment because you're cute. And she flies off after the Autobots. And Mega Scourge is like, are you sure? He's like, oh, I don't trust her as far as I can throw her. But if she wants to get herself killed trying to get the lock back from the Autobots, might as well put her to work, right? Yeah, th that little interaction had very, like, 1980s, she's a girl vibes. Yeah. But I do like that Megatron doesn't trust her. He's holding her at an arm's length, but letting her think he does. Anyway, we go back to Earth, and the Autobots are beat down. And then uh, Wingding actually makes another reference. He references the uh, Guy Ritchie movie, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He's like, I'm going to give it everything I got. Uh, and then all of a sudden Optimus remembers Char with a flashback, even though he already remembered it before to know it wouldn't work. <laughs> and in the flashback, we go to the Char asteroid belt, not the planet in G1, I guess, where uh, Optimus and Wingding have managed to rescue a humanoid creature in a spacesuit who only has five minutes of air left. And uh, for some reason, Wingding thinks that's funny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know why. by flying and spinning... That that's the, what they did, I guess, back in the day. Yeah, this is the move. <laughs> They're flying back to back and corkscrewing, corkscrewing, corkscrewing through space to blast asteroids. Like I get that it's you know concentrated fire, sure, but th that's your plan. Like that's dumb. Both of you doing the same thing at the same time is the plan. But yeah, then Wang Ding got smacked by a big asteroid, and that's where the flashback ends but he's here now isn't he so i guess he survived and they're going to give that same trick a try so they fly off while the others blast at even more rocks that starscream throws at them because that's all he's been doing like is throwing rocks yeah it's like you said he's not stepping anywhere he's not moving he's just talking and throwing rocks and occasionally slowly swinging his hand at people or autobots but they make it through this time and okay i know they're gonna combine but they the whole I'm making air quotes here. Combination as they fly turns. They're not even flying back to back anymore. At one point, Wingding is just grabbing Optimus by the shoulders <laughs> and flying along with him. But uh, they managed to fly out of these rocks. And now the sun comes out for some reason. And then they really link up with the animation and everything. And they both transform a bit and form Sonic Wing Mode. And Starscream's like, Sonic Wing Mode, eh? Well, you had to call it something. Yeah, he, he underestimates them right away. Way, uh, but it turns out that they're super fast. That's what this yes. mode does. It makes them really fast. Because Optimus is too fast for you. And Lori <laughs> yeah. points out that when you connect things in series, the voltage increases. She's like, it's like they're twice as powerful. Because, yeah, there's two of them doing the same thing. That's the reason why. So they dodge all of Starscream's attacks um, and they get through. And uh, Starscream is like, oh, how could you do this? Optimus gives the, hey, the Autobot away and our power is teamwork yada 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 as starscream uh gloats about how power is the ultimate and then optimus does that thing you see in all the samurai animes where he like slashes through and starscream and he lands behind starscream starscream stands for a bit and then falls to his knees and falls over on his face yeah it's kind of like a 
dies from Breaking Bad, spoiler alert. Or even it reminded me of the cutscene from Ninja Gaiden at the very first of it where they both land. But uh, yeah, watching this from the base are the kids, and they're all happy because they won, I guess. Well, Joel Tiedemann says, hey, we beat Starscream. It's like like sports fans that refer to their team as we. Like yeah. Leafs fans are bad the, for that. The reason that they're all happy is because those voice actors are getting paid this episode, even though their characters are completely superfluous to the story. <laughs> but uh, we then go to Sideways, who's watching from afar, and he figures Starscream may be useful. I don't know why, but he figures he will be. So he teleports them both out of there, and none of the Autobots seem to care. Yep. And then Optimus tells the others it's time to get to Cybertron and join the battle. Wang Ding and Optimus combined like they did that one time back in the day. They only did it once before, and they managed to take down Starscream. Well, that'd be fine, except they combined every single time they were on the screen together back in Energon. Why is this show considered to be part three of a trilogy with Armada and Energon? Those two shows are clearly related. Same characters, one picks up where the other left off just ten years later. But this show has done nothing to try and connect the dots back to Energon. In fact, it's gone out of its way to distance itself from Energon. John even pointed that out in the first of the series. Humans are unaware of Transformers, but in Energon they were fully integrated into Earth society. Well, that means it's not the same fucking universe, or at the very least, this series came before Energon which means it must have come before Armada. And also, nobody watched all of Energon and thought to themselves, gee, I want to see 50 more episodes of that. Except I want them to change the backstory and the entire premise of the show, basically everything except some of the names. Why does it need to be related when it clearly isn't? And who is insisting on it when the show... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. A very short episode because it was kind of a nothing burger of an episode. Yeah. Uh, But the episode we reviewed was United. Paul, what would you stick together with this episode? Well, if you like shows where characters throw rocks, this is a really good episode (laughs) because... Fezzik and the rock giants of D&D just loved this one. (laughs) Yeah. I, some of the fighting, I guess, was all right, but it's it really didn't move. Well, it didn't move at all. Starscream just stood there. But other than that, they they got to Cybertron, I guess. But, but they didn't, because at the end of the episode, when Optimus is like, we're going to go to Cybertron and help our friends. Well, the three, the other three were there at the beginning. And, and then all of the Autobots and Decepticons who are on their way there are still in transit at the end of the episode. So, yeah, aside from Starscream falling on his knees and hitting the ground and the Omega Lock now being on its way to Cybertron, nothing changed. But this is the part of the show where we talk about what we liked. I'm going to say two definitely things I liked about this episode. I liked that Sonic Wing Mode had a tangible benefit. It was like, hey, when we combine, we are super fast. It's not that we're just stronger and more guns and everything. It's we are super fast. I know that's not going to matter probably in five episodes, but I did like <laughs> that tangible benefit. Well, yeah, it's, it's almost like Optimus's power is increasing the power of uh, Wingdings engines or something. And that's the reason why they're that much faster. Yeah, whatever it is. The other thing I liked was all the references. I liked Stuck in the Middle with You, the Jerry Rafferty tune. I liked the, the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. There was... um. Uh, the danger zone, I think they said earlier. Or no, it wasn't the danger zone. Oh, Blaze of Glory. Yeah, like the uh, Young Guns 2 song by uh, by the name of Blaze the, Blaze the Glory. But Blaze the Doobie, man! Uh, no, that's what's his name, the motorcycle dude. Uh, but, oh, who who sang um, Blaze of Glory? Uh, bon John jo- Bon Jovi. Thank you, Bon Jovi. Anyway, I like the references. I like the, the Sonic Wing mode. 
everything else was just like nothing it like literally nothing changed yeah which is probably why this was such a short episode but the next episode we're going to review is cybertron if you want to listen to a podcast that is reviewing transformers cybertron you can listen to that podcast and email it at transformers at gmail.com yeah make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with whatever you listen to bon jovi with and steelers wheel and jerry rafferty and all the other references <laughs> with and to all your friends tell everybody you know you know and while we're at it watch lock stock and two smoking barrels it's like the uh raw punk version of snatch which is another decent guy Ritchie movie uh but you can also listen to the old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later Let me do it.